people no longer fear, Kev. This is just my classic scared of second year RBs take. You know, this is like the perfect example. It's hard for me to go against like Gibson or Cam Akers, but I can see the worry with Jonathan Taylor. I've been, I've been having dreams about Julio Jones. Dude, did you not see they want to get him more involved in the passing game? It's over. The guy's going to score 300 touchdowns. We're live! LMLP, let's get three. Here we are. First question of the day, as always. Kev, what are you tinkering? Had a big day last few days. What you been up to? You know, uh, just living life, getting getting big. Uh, got a new credit card. What are you benching these days? Dude, you don't want to know. No, I've actually been doing pretty good. I'm actually doing pretty good, dude. My bench is, uh, I think I can max out like 155 right now. It's like what I was in my peak times, you know, back in high school. <laughs> Peaking in high school. But we're going to break it. We're going to break it. Yeah, I'm excited. Legs are struggling. Legs are struggling for sure. Ah, dude, got to put some meat on the bones. What about you? I have two items on my mind. Number one, I've been, I've been having dreams about Julio Jones. And number two... I'm extremely concerned with our ice maker and our ice situation. In economics terms, we have very little demand and an impossible supply. <laughs> like breeding rabbits. It is just it's falling all over our stuff inside of the of the ice box. We can't we can't get it out. I have to keep sweeping ice out of the base of our refrigerator and throwing it in the sink to melt. It's, it's a disaster. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's, that's great. You can't turn it off. I don't, we don't know how <laughs> we thought there'd be like some kind of automated system in it so that it fills up to a certain amount of ice and then it triggers like a switch. Like, no, don't make any more please. But yeah, no, the ice is everywhere. You got to start selling it, dude. <laughs> you can start selling bags. of ice. I'm getting nervous that I'm going to slip and fall and break my skull. Topic of the day today, at least one of them, we're going to bang bang these second round running backs because we, we need a little info on, on where we're at with a lot of these guys. We need to know their best and worst outcomes when we're analyzing their, their draft value in the second round. I don't know. How many fantasy championships do you think are won on the second draft choice? Well, this is what, kind of why I don't want to go over this because now you're just giving away all my... My insights for my second round pick. <laughs> <laughs> second round is is the round, dude. First round's cliche as shit. Second yes. round, things start to get interesting. Second round's where you die, Kenyon Drake. <clears throat> <laughs> All right. Uh, kicking off the list here. Uh, this is interesting because I'm not sure that this guy is necessarily falling. He's in my in second, second round. round. He's in your <laughs> second round, which... It's questionable. Zeke, Zeke, you've got Zeke listed first here. Yeah. Uh, okay, so just give me, give me like best and worst outcomes for Zeke. Rapid fire. Just hit uh, it right off the top of your head. You know, best case scenario, he's probably still a top four RB. Worst case scenario, he's splitting too much time, dude. Pollard. Pollard. No, I don't I know. Think to, why do you, what is your obsession with Tony Pollard? 
but there's no real reason to ride Zeke into the ground. I'm I'm starting to buy into this fact that there's gonna be 17 games, and they're just gonna start like MLB games, like resting kids. You know, like you can't use Zeke all 17 games, and we need him in fantasy all 17 games. And I think they're just gonna like start trading him off half and half. Still think I think we're looking at a completely different season, dude. I know it's just one game, but imagine how many. For a starting running back, that adds another 20 to 25 touches on the year. But it's the NFL! <laughs> <laughs> that care. They don't care. One game. I mean, that's that's the difference between playoffs and not making the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. You rest them early. Oh, Get Pollard more touches. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm buying it. I know you're high on them. I'm just, I'm just throwing out the cautions. There's always one who just falls apart. All right, moving on. Aaron Jones. Jones. Aaron Jones. It's another name that's kind of on the on the cusp of uh, of the RB. Yeah. RB in the first round. Rogers leaves. How far does he fall? Eight guys on this list. He's probably. I'd put him probably third from the bottom. Okay. So. All right. So scaled down, but not a fall from grace. No. I. Interesting. Yeah. He'll still. I mean, he'll still get the usage, but. And he's talented. He's talented as hell. But yeah, I don't. I mean, we don't know what a Packers Rogerless team would look like. Like it's just total speculation. We don't know if Jordan Love's any good. We don't know. Hell, we don't know if maybe Jordan Love could be fill in like ninety percent of Rogers, and it would just be almost like the same team. We have no idea. Okay, let's assume now we're assuming that Rogers stays. Do you think the ADP is fair, or do you think he should be going ahead of a player like Nick Chubb, who's easily being drafted in the top eight picks? You have his exact ADP. I don't have the exact ADP, but I know that he's floating anywhere from... Like nine. I've got nine. I mean, if Rodgers is there, I feel like nine's a little low. I think nine's low. Well, here's my thing, is I wouldn't have a receiver above him. If we know that Rodgers is there, is there any reason why he shouldn't be considered up in that top three, top four? Yeah, I mean, Dylan's there. The pass catching exists, and Jamal Williams is gone. No, but Dylan is going to be, I assume Dylan is going to get Frank Gore touches. You're you're probably right. You're probably right. But Jamal Williams is most notably like a a third down blocking slash pass catching kind of back. He can do it all, but I think that's where he was primarily used while he was in Green Bay. So if Aaron Jones now assumes well, well, more of that well, work, well, 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 why well, aren't we looking at well, him well, as up in that category of Christian McCaffrey? No, yeah, that's why not. That's definitely fair. Yeah, I mean he'll get a lot more catches. So, I mean he's going to be that guy. If they put big old AJ Dillon back there for third down catches, I'm going to be a little surprised. But <laughs> um, that, yeah, thanks for telling me all your strategy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of look. I look at him and Joe Mixon in a little bit of the same light heading into this year, where they're on contract now, and there's there's not a whole lot sitting right behind them on the depth chart. Yeah, no, I feel you. Franchise might just be saying like, "Look, we uh, invested dollars here, and time to uh, show your worth." So you said I would put Jones ahead of Zeke for sure. You put Jones ahead of Zeke for sure. If you're going ceiling wise, yes. And honestly, floor. Wow, you really think? Hmm. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Here's the only difference: Dallas is like a high flying offense, and their defense sucks. So pace of play is fast and is pretty up tempo. Green Bay, Green Bay is a little slow. Green Bay is a little bit slower. Maybe Jordan Love Green Bay is fast. 
Oh, give me a break. <laughs> give me a break. All right, moving dude. on. Get out of here. <laughs> moving on to the start of the greatest rookie running back class of all time. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, real quick. Oh. Worst outcome for Aaron Jones. 10 seconds or less. Go. I assume we're doing this without getting injured, right? Worst case scenario, uh, he... <laughs> LaFleur hates him, and they just split half. I'll say maybe A.J. Dillon is, like, you know, really talented. He starts, he gets, like, half the touches on first and second down. Aaron Jones builds a, a lot of his fantasy steam off of use inside the red zone. Could he shade in on that goal line work? Yeah, it's possible. But, I mean, I don't think Aaron Jones has struggled in that area either, so. But in terms of, like, a usage situation, it could creep in. Okay, I can see it. All right. <laughs> All right. Never mind, he's dropping right back down. Now that we're no- <laughs> <laughs> they rise Say and they good fall. Thing coming up. Saying a bad thing coming no, down. Up down. No, he's up, right down. back in nine for me. <laughs> Gosh, what a great ADP. Uh Cam <laughs> Cam Cam Akers. Uh real quick, because I gotta assume that you're a fan. Uh, I hear a lot of great talk about Cam Akers, people putting them very high up, almost locking him in as a back-end RB1. That being said, Daryl Henderson oh my exists. Go away. He has physical <laughs> form. <laughs> Cam Akers, what do you see? What is, what is his best outcome? And how likely, how likely is that best outcome? Uh, we've seen the Rams offense be a high-powered machine, so I'm going to go. Now, I would honestly, I could see him finishing in the top five. I could Really? You think he could finish top five? Well, yeah. I mean, I, if anything, they showed last year they want to ride the high hand, and if Akers can, he's got talent, and the team's going to be better with Stafford and not uh, golf ball throwing stuff out there. So, uh, yeah, I think he's got. I think he's got a decent shot. I mean, I'm I'm high on him this year for sure. But uh, the second the second year RBs always scare me though. It's a dice roll. A couple things working for him. You're noting that you think that you think the Rams offense could be more efficient with Stafford. Mm-hmm. Transitioning from a guy like Goff, who plays close to the line, and maybe Sean McVay didn't trust as much with the cast last year, do you think the pass rush attack could tilt downward towards the rush this year? Uptick in the passing game with Stafford's big arm? It's possible, but I also look at it as the Rams' defense is really good, so I don't think I think this is going to be a good team. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, I'm just curious because, again, Daryl Henderson does exist. Not good though. There are guys like Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, Najee Harris who are sitting right behind him, and their workload seems pretty carved out and established. Cam Akers is that year two guy who picked up some steam at the end of last season, but I just I wonder if there may be too many assumptions as to his workload. Well, I'm definitely if we're gonna compare it to the other guys, like the only one who's even on the level is gonna be Eckler. Fair enough. Uh, Joe Mixon, touch on Joe Mixon real quick. What is what are the, like the the two Pinnacle benefits of drafting Joe Mixon in the second round. You're going to get a lot of touches. I, I can't give you two, man. Everyone always promises Joe Mixon's going to be the guy scoring a ton of points. And, I mean, if there's going to be a year, it's going to be this year. But I'm not going to promise it because I haven't seen it. This is a guy that uh, if I'm in drafting in standard, I'm eating him up in the second round. Um, if he falls to the third round in Superflex. I mean, yeah, the third round, getting all those touches, it's yes, it sir, no brainer. But I think the big kicker here is the lack of competition for targets out of the backfield. Geo is gone. 
Mm-hmm. Burrow's coming off surgery, and even though he 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 can be a little bit of a mobile guy, I think uh, with that injury, I don't know. I I gotta I gotta think that he's gonna be slightly more inclined to want to dump it down. Nah, Burrow for chucks, dude. Let's go. <laughs> All these weapons are opening it up inside. His ceiling truly is the RB one. Joe Mixon. Yeah. No. no. Oh yeah. Oh no, yeah. No, 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 it's not even close. Come on. <laughs> I why not? Dude, that offensive line is still not good. It's <laughs> it's it it's not that good, but, no. but if he is getting that level of passing game work, 0%. it could 0%. be it could be. There's just no way. Oh, but barring a bunch of injuries, he's not gonna be ahead of like McCaffrey or Saquon or Kamara. Like that doesn't even that doesn't even compute in my head. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> Come on. You're right. Come on. <laughs> what the hell am I saying? All right. Uh, Antonio Gibson. Number one. Number Antonio. one. Easily. Number one. Oh, yeah. Number one Ceiling on this is list. one. Ceiling is one. I don't even question Ceiling is one. Dude, Man, did you like, not see they want to get him so more attached. involved in the passing game? It's over. The guy's going to score 300 <laughs> touchdowns. He can't be touched. That was their problem. They just didn't throw it to him. God, Gibson is so good. He's so good. And they have Now they have a quarterback to chuck? Come on. We're all in. We're all in. Make the rankings, put them at one. J.D. McKissick stealing that third down work. That's because that's because there was no offseason. Gibson had no time to learn the offense, and later in the season they started giving him more of the ball. Dude, it's it's his team. McKissick will just be a slot receiver. Fair enough. Okay. Give it to me. All right. Uh, next up, Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler. Yeah, I mean, I touch on the he's... touch on the worst outcome for Austin Eckler because I think. I think we're pretty plugged into the idea yeah. that he's receiving 18 to 22 touches a game. Yeah. Tell me the worst outcome. I mean, this one, this is the one where I'm going to say it's going to just be injury just because we haven't really seen him. He's just so small. It scares me. Offense coordinator, head coach, Anthony Lynn transitioning away from the team. Any concerns over new play calling? I, th- it, I don't think it really matters. I think quarterbacks realize how good Austin Eckler is at catching the ball. Last year when he was catching the ball, he caught like, I think he caught like, had a couple games where he caught like 10 passes again when I thought it was just Phillip Rivers. Dude, he's turbocharged. Najee Harris. Muscle hamster. Najee Harris. Not the muscle hamster. <laughs> Doug Martin. Najee Harris. Clear path, to, clear path to work here. Yeah. Are you even bothering with the idea that he doesn't get the full workload? Does that even enter your head? It's really hard for me to imagine. Really hard. Really hard. I mean, but McFarland is small and quick. He sucks. <laughs> there was so much. Hype I thought he would be cool. Year. I thought he would be cool, and he would be a fun and 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 speedy player. All his touches last year, he's running straight up. First contact, he is just down and out. Yeah. He's <laughs> he's not built for the NFL. He's like, ah. Sorry. Lo siento. Yeah, no. I gotta say, I watched one of his press conferences. Well spoken guy. Sounds very mature. I'd like him to immediately take on a full-time workload. Maturity is key. Maturity is key. What do you get on the Wonderlick? I don't know. I don't really care. (laughs) But, you know, rookie come in, and they're kind of like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Whatever. Najee knows what he's doing. Najee knows. Najee knows. I mean, as far as, like, the ceiling, I don't know. Yeah, rookies are really hard to judge. But I, he doesn't have the hype that CEH had of last year. So Steelers threw a lot of passes. They did, yeah. 
threw a lot of passes last year. Um, but they did start. Did they start twelve and zero? I want to say eleven. Eleven and zero. You think they're going to kind of change up their pass rush attack? I would. I would assume so because I think they lost yeah. six of the last five games. Okay. All right. Good stuff. And last but not least, J.K. Dobbins. He's a guy. He, he's right on the verge of like second or third round. But this is a guy I definitely want to focus on for just a couple minutes because he could be a league winner. Well, here's my thing. I think you put the wrong name here. It's Gus Edwards. <laughs> Shut the f*** up. No, I'm just kidding. But, I mean, honestly, looking at this, why would they not just split again? Only reason I'm wondering, you know, a couple years ago we had Mark Ingram and Gus Edwards was there. All variables were constant. Lamar Jackson was the quarterback. Mark Andrews, basically that same Ravens team mm-hmm. has, you know, made it through up until this point. But I think J.K. Dobbins is is better than an eight year Mark Ingram or how the Heisman he winners. Mark Ingram. <laughs> I think he's better. I was looking at some of his at some of his games later in the season last year where he was getting an increased share of the touches. His balance and ability to just eke out three, four more yards as he's being tackled. He he fights at the goal line for an extra yard. I don't know. I think he could really pop. And I know that Lamar takes, you know, a sizable portion of the rush attempts away, but he's also that, that standing threat when a linebacker has to make the decision between chasing down the running back and sticking to Lamar on the read option. I think there are some genuine concerns with JK Dobbins workload, but I'm wondering like he gets 14 or 15 good rush attempts in this offense and maybe a couple catches what he can do with that i think could be pretty sizable yeah in terms of efficiency yeah i mean i agree if he's gonna get if we can get a little bit more increased workload i mean he's a little riskier for sure i think he's the riskiest one on the list he could just easily go out there rush nine times for 40 yards i don't see really anyone else on this list really doing that most of the time but i could see jk just dud so it, it, he's going to kill your team sometimes, but he probably has a couple games where he scores three touchdowns. Here's the thing. I think you know when he's going to have a really strong game mm-hmm. or when he could have the possibility of having a weaker game. And so if if the defense is playing against a pretty poor offense and they're going to have a lot of possessions in that game or an increased probability of possessions, I think that's where he becomes extremely valuable as a play so let's look at this definitely a guy in dfs that i'll be looking at and this is a guy you draft for the first three games when they play the raiders the chiefs and the lions and then you just trade them for and someone who's sell. number one i hey i don't hate it i like it you gotta find those kind of players i mean they that's their first three games then they play the broncos the colts the chargers the bank honestly you might just be able to ride this schedule <laughs> the schedule's not that hard you know this is going to be at least a top five rushing attempt offense as well. Yeah, I think you ru- and here's the thing. ride them to the Dolphins. Here's the thing. Either of these guys get hurt. I think they're, honestly, I can, I kind of think they're almost both values where they're going. Yeah. Um, because there are, there are team aspects that kind of lock J.K. Dobbins into some type of role. These other guys, we, we believe we know their role. Yeah. We believe we know it. This is the only guy we're drawing questions. But if Gus Edwards or J.K. Dobbins get hurt, they're both like, holy crap, RB1. You think Gus Edwards could be RB1? 
I think Gus Edwards could be an RB one week to week if J.K. Dobbins gets the Gus baby. All right, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> <laughs> the bus has left the station. Oh, wow, that's what right. you <laughs> I had no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, moving on. We're going to hit that. You know where we're hitting. This is my favorite segment of the week. Mm, it's so shiny. It's so shiny. Oh, my eyes. My eyes. The light off of the stadium lights. Oh. <laughs> it just hit the glare and hit so hard. Robert Saw. Coach of the week. Coach of the week, we should say, Mr. Robert Sala. I think we should call this Coaches of the Week. And you know what that means. LaFleur 2.0. LaFleur. 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 No one makes me bleed my own blood. No one makes me bleed. Mike LaFleur. All right, Robert Sala. We're, we, want to, we want to poke into the Jets on yep. this week's weekly coach dissection. Because... Nobody is really talking about the Jets yep. as fantasy viable this season. And you know what? Here's the reality. They might fucking not be. Yeah, <laughs> they easily could. <laughs> Ooh, but when you got Tevin Coleman in the backfield. Oh, believe me. Actually, don't even be looking. Don't even look at the Jets roster right now. I got I, I we got a little bit of a I, I, I got All a little right, bit sorry, of a. Yeah. Right. So so hide hide your page. Hide your page. Close my eyes. Um for any for any moron out there that doesn't know, Robert Sala was the defensive coordinator at San Fran and was brought on this year as the head coach of the New York Jets. High energy. Uh he was yep, very high energy guy. Uh has received a lot of criticism. There's there's some there's a little bit of there's some skeptics out there about whether or not uh Robert Sala is all the hype. He's worth all the hype. Mm-hmm. And then bring on now. Did he? Do you think he had any say in this hire? Uh, I'm gonna go with yes. Okay. All right. Mike Lafleur. <laughs> it's Lafleur. Lafleur. <laughs> Lafleur. Wait, how the heck do you pronounce Lafleur? There's no L Lafleur. after the F. <laughs> there's no. There's no L. Or wait, or did I spell it wrong in the notes? Easy. All right. So Lafleur was the passing game coordinator in San Fran underneath Shanahan. Am I getting that correct? He was with Shanahan since 2014. And the Browns? Since 2014, and the Browns. Does Michael LaFleur make Shanahan good, or was he just there? That's a borderline conspiracy theory. <laughs> I'm surprised Shanahan didn't fight to keep him. I don't know if you could be talking about stuff like that. All right, that. fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, give, me, give me a little bit of a thought on pace of play for this team. What's what? What are your general ideas surrounding pace of play for this team? I mean, generally, when you go with a defensive coordinator as a head coach, I would assume, and your offense is not going to be good or great. I guess uh, you probably want to slow it down. Sure. My my big question mark with this team is none of these guys. So Salah doesn't have any previous head coaching experience, and Lafleur hasn't even been like uh, offensive coordinator. So, never led the program. Yeah. So it's like, how are we supposed to judge anything here? And a bunch of new pieces, all in one area. I mean, this is just a crapshoot. Anyone who's out there telling you they know about the Jets, 
Let me tell you something about the Jets. Is it you? <laughs> it could be me. But okay, so you're saying they're gonna slow things down. Well, if they're slowing things down, that means that I gotta assume the running game is more involved. I would assume so. Do you think? Do you think the Jets are going to be able to construct a defense that's gonna keep games close? No. You don't think so? No, maybe. I mean, Salah put Salah I mean, put together a decent defense with like 400 injuries last year. So. And they're a solid squad. Yeah, they're missing. They're missing some pieces at defensive back, but if they can figure a couple things out schematically, they could be a pretty solid defense. They could be, like, you know, top half of the pack. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they. I mean, they're not a horrible defense. That's got to pave way. I got to think that's got to pave a little bit of a way for a running back to come out of this situation and have some relevance as a a dependable low-end RB2. I'd want to say yes, but I don't like any. Yeah, so now now we're going to get into uh now we're going to get into a little bit of a guessing game here. Okay? This is your opportunity to score some huge football yeah. intellect points. Right. Are you ready for this shit? All right, here we go. Okay. Let's see how many names you can you can list in the Jets running back room and go. Kevin Coleman. One. Is P. Ryan still there? LaMichael P. Ryan, Michael. number two. Yeah, I don't know who else is there. <laughs> <laughs> I know one other one because I just looked at it. But I know Ty Johnson's there now. But don't count that as me naming it. And then uh, some guy named Michael Carter, who I don't even know who that is. He was a fourth-round draft selection. Oh, ooh, that looks bad for me. Well, then maybe it's him. I'm also going to throw, throw out there that Josh Adams. I mean, this... Man! Talk about a talent. Fucking sandwich. <laughs> this team is going to struggle. Maybe it's Zach Wilson, the running back. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I know who Michael Carter is, the North Carolina guy. Yeah, my bad. Yes. My bad. Yeah, he's not too bad. No. I mean, he'll definitely he'll definitely get some work. There. I this is the way I look at this running back situation. It's just going to be it's going to be like San Francisco, probably. Why would it not? Why would it not be any different? Bingo. That's yeah. Bingo, baby. That's why I'm upset that nobody's talking about this backfield. Because if they get a guy that runs a zone, a good, like zone scheme run, offense, that was awful. But if they do that, who who is going to be I'm, manning this operation? I'm really surprised they brought Coleman over. I am really surprised by that because he was not good last year. He must be. Yeah, he must know something that we don't know. You know what? I'm gonna go. You know what? I think you go with the rookie because the coaching staff drafted him. And low, we've seen low drafted running backs come out of the woodworks before. We've seen undrafted running backs come out. James Robinson. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, but like, why would it not be Michael Carter? Because we all know Tevin Coleman sucks. I don't think he's getting any better. No, let's put no. it that way. Yeah, I think, dude. I think if I'm going to throw a dart, which I he peaked in high school. He, he peaked, peaked in, in Atlanta. <laughs> peaked in high school. Yeah, when uh, when his when he had someone in front of him. But yeah, no, I I think I throw a dart at Michael Carter. But yeah, I, honestly, now that we're, you know, the more we talk about this, the more we look into this, I would definitely say that um, this is just going to be a San Francisco backfield situation where you have three guys getting touches. If if they're bringing a passing game coordinator from Shanahan's system, are there going to be elements that are very present in this offense? That I mean, shit, could it make it easy for Zach Wilson to transition into the NFL? I mean, I don't know. Maybe you know the answer to that one. I, I don't... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I think, you know, are these the questions that aren't even really being addressed? Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone's really addressing any of this. Um, I mean, I believe in Zach Wilson. I think he's a talented dude. 
I don't necessarily believe in the wide receivers, so I think we're just going Jameson Crowder and Chris Herndon to the moon. What about our boy? What about our boy, Mims? Yeah, Mims will be good. Yeah, he'll do well. That's what the big arms for. Mims is going to be using that one. Is he a down the field type of receiver? Sometimes he's the only one here. It's not going to be Corey Davis. I know Braxton Berrios is, so I just <laughs> got to make sure. <laughs> Let's just say over or under fifty percent chance Corey Davis gets cut preseason. Well, the thing is, is that they paid him. So yeah, but yeah, but no, you you know what I'm saying, you know. Corey Davis, is, he won't be on the team. <laughs> he can only play against the zone. I'll say it. Man-to-man, the guy's softer than butter. Uh, tight ends, though. Could we be looking at a little bit of a sleeper yep. tight yep. end? I like to believe that rookie quarterbacks rely on their short passing options a little bit more in year one. Yeah, I can see it. And uh, I don't know. Dude, Gase is, is gone. Anybody close to Kittle? <laughs> Griffin! Maybe Kittle from last year when he got hurt. Then yes. But... No, I think, dude, Case is gone. It's Herndon time. It's Herndon time. We've been waiting. I'm ready. I be- I've believed. Okay. I think. I think. Let's say this. I'll say it. I think he finishes top ten. I'll say it right now. My thing is, he's I got opportunity. I just didn't. I think him. Herndon's good. I just think Gase is an idiot. Which I don't. I, that's not a bold take. Everyone thinks that. But is Chris Herndon? Chris Herndon's a guy that after the catch could do some damage. Yeah. yeah? He's a talented dude. They just freaking were holding them in the block all the time. I don't. What are we doing on the Jets when you had no can, talent? If he can make work happen after the catch, I'm I'm all about it. Also, who's who's Wilson going to look at in the red zone? I think the bigger question is: Will they is, get this? Are they going to make it there? Yeah. <laughs> are they going to make it there? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we kind of got a, carried away from the coaching staff a little bit, but. Well, these are all—it's all symptoms, right? This is what it all boils down to. So this is what we got to figure. I mean, team-wise, though, I think Salo will. This team will be better with him, but offensively, it's just gonna be really hard to tell. And if we just go with the San Francisco outlook, um, running back is gonna be tough. And then, like, wait, if we go with the San Francisco outlook, Chris Herndon is George Kittle. Let's just pretend this is San Francisco in green, okay? Here's where we're going. Yep. We're building an empire here. No, but seriously, the running the running back room, takeaway here, running back room, very interested for the same reason I was really, really interested in the Jacksonville running back room last Someone could season. take over. Yep. I was able to get Reichel Armstead in like the 13th round. What a round. steal, dude. He didn't end up panning out. Yeah, no, I get But if he... Yeah, if he did. Basically would have just assumed that James Robinson role of taking a bet on that backfield. Yep. You take it, you take it a dart, you throw it at one of them. Your favorite one. Favorite name. Favorite number. Basically cost you nothing. Yep. Basically cost you nothing. The last thing I just want to touch on here real quick is is Wilson. You you don't like Wilson, correct? Superflex League, where what number are you drafting, man? Like QB wise. I'm just not I'm not gonna bother. I'm not gonna draft him. Ooh. In a super fight? It's Okay, here's the, here's the thing. If I knew guys like Trey Lance and Justin Fields were starting day one, because Zach Wilson will start yeah. day one. But if I knew those guys were starting day one, I wouldn't take him over any of those guys. They're on better teams. Yeah. It doesn't present rushing upside. I don't think the team is well constructed around him for him to Wait, put I a good touch. I don't think totals. that's the right state. I no, I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe that. You don't think it'll translate? <laughs> no, I, I don't think a guy like him. No. No. Nope. The headband just won't be fast yeah. enough. 
I mean, unless I'm thinking of a completely different player, but why in the world do I think that a guy with his frame... 6'3", 214. It's not bad, but... I mean, dude, he's a big dude. Yeah, no, he rushed for 250 yards last year. 10 touchdowns. It doesn't impress me. All right, I'm just saying, you say he has no rushing upside. That is false. Not compared to those other guys. I mean, even Trevor Lord. I mean, look at... Whoa, whoa, I'm, whoa, you're comparing... Those other guys, I'm looking at some Yo, you're comparing Granny Smith to... Uh, Red Delicious ring. We're moving on. Are we going to the callers? We're going to the callers right now. Check it in. Dialing in. What is up, boys? It is Frank, and I am back with the Big Dog Breakdown. This is a segment where I get to come in, break down something in NFL news that you guys might not care about, but I am enthusiastic about. So away we go. Today, I want to talk about the absolute specimen. And when I say specimen, I'm talking 6'2", 285, all meat, no fat, Brandon Jacobs. Now, you guys might say Frank, 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 Frank. This is not 2009. We don't care about Brandon Jacobs. He's not scoring touchdowns for the New York Giants. Hey, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And I might be crazy. I could. I might be crazy. But if Tim Tebow can come back from being a bad quarterback and then being an extremely mediocre outfielder to be a tight end? Why on God's green earth can Brandon Jacobs not come play defensive end? Now hear me out because you're thinking he's only ever played running back. What does he know about defensive end? I can tell you one thing, even at 38, he is built better than most defensive ends in the NFL. And honestly, give him a chance. Give him a chance because guy's built like a brick shit house. You don't get to be that size with that speed and that type of athleticism and not be able to figure it out. So here is my proposal. Somebody, anybody, let Brandon Jacobs come, get a couple of tryout days, maybe get him in a preseason game, see what he can do. Because it doesn't hurt. It doesn't, it's it's good for it's good for everybody. It's good for the economy. That's what I want to tell you. Is it good for everybody? Let's get some of these former guys that have done nothing but build up their muscle mass, be out of the league for a couple years, come back, and then just give it a go in, in, in the preseason. I think it's great for football. I think it helps the NFL get people's butts in seats for the preseason, which is already stupid and no one wants to go see. That's why they're cutting games back from it anyways. Let these guys that if they get injured, it's not that big of a deal to the rest of the season. Come, try out, play, show out, and let's get some tickets. Let's make some sales. Give me a Brandon Jacobs defensive end jersey. I love it. I'm for it. That's all I got to say about it. This has been the Big Dogs Breakdown. Till next week. Brandon Jacobs back in the league. Lee, let's go. Bringing back history. 38 years old. Doesn't affect fantasy, though, so I don't know why this caller is up in arms, but whatever. All right, last but not least here. This is, And then we're going to get out of here. We're going to get the hell out of yeah, here. I'm tired. Here's a quick, we just got to do a quick state of the ADP address. Uh, we got to figure out, yeah, we got to figure out what the hell's going on here. And there's just, there's just, there's a couple things that are concerning me. Okay. I have a couple concerns. We're going to start with overdrafted players. Okay. Okay. In my, in, in my <clears throat> personal opinion, Jonathan Taylor. All right. Jonathan Taylor is coming off the board right now is the ADP RB six mm-hmm. and is hitting like almost right next to Aaron Jones at the back end of the first round. This confuses the crap out of me. I like the player. I like the head of steam. I like the speed. 
But what really concerns me is that the running back options sitting behind him are palatable. Marlon Mack is no pushover. Naheem Hines is not a wash in the passing game. Is she crawling underneath the camera? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jonathan Taylor is going a little bit too high in drafts. Uh, we're assuming we're assuming that the running back room here is going to be so good, and there's there's real options behind the target share with Wentz. I think draws questions. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like throwing to the running back at all. Not really. Naheem Hines only continues to prove that he is a guy that's going to show up on Sundays and provides a pretty good floor of output week in and week out. And Anthony Costanzo retires. The veteran lineman presence that is just... And Marlon Mack. Yeah, I mean, he returns, and he's no... I don't think he's a scrub. No, he's good. Like, they're not going to... He's going to get a touch, at least. One touch. What if... If Marlon Mack steals like four, potentially three to four touchdowns, that's a big deal. That takes it. The, Jonathan Taylor's upside of being drafted in the back of the first round near a guy like Aaron Jones from 14 touchdowns to 10 touchdowns. This is just my classic scared of second year RBs take. You know, this is like the perfect example. It's hard for me to go against like Gibson or Cam Akers, but I can see the worry with Jonathan Taylor. Now, here's the thing. If Wentz <clears throat> sucks as much as he did last oh, year yeah. with this new team, the guy will be a workhorse because they're just basically going to commit to the run game fully. Mm-hmm. Though I do tend to still believe that Wentz is a pretty good quarterback. <sighs> Man. Just had to face some pretty difficult challenges in <clears throat> Philly last year. He gets <clears throat> some of those concerns alleviated. Not super confident in the receiving room, but... If that happens, then I don't know. I just have a lot well, of question marks about Jonathan Taylor. Why would Taylor. I take Jonathan Taylor over? Like, I wouldn't. I would rather. It might be hot takey, but I would rather have like Antonio Gibson. Even when you stack like Jonathan Taylor versus Najee Harris, I'm still kind of like, hmm, hmm. Well, could I see it? Sure. Could I see Najee being better than Jonathan Taylor? Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, there's nothing with Jonathan. Like, did, and that's, but that's just it for me. Is <clears throat> if if you're drafting this guy at six in the first round or locking as a second round, you shouldn't have questions. Yeah. You should be like, I know what I'm getting. Yeah. I would rather take Stefan Diggs at that point because I know what I'm getting. <laughs> well, since we're moving to a three wide receiver league in our main league this year, I'm, I'm I have to revamp it. Ah, the revamp. Damn, hate it. Uh, <laughs> hate it. Even though it was my idea. Well, um. Yeah, no, I I'd agree. Yeah. Hashtag Cole Beasley is relevant. Always has been. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I yeah I agree with you. Like Jonathan Taylor, like when I'm drafting in the top six, I want a for sure thing, and nothing makes me think Jonathan Taylor's more for sure than any of the running backs we talked about earlier. Than Jake, except for J.K. Dobbins. Not for a fact. It's, it's a not a fact. Potential outcome. I might even lean that it's a pretty good potential outcome, but I don't know it for a fact. Yeah, I agree. I like it. Uh, and second player uh, that I think is a little bit overdrafted, and I'll get your thoughts first on the player and where you think and, and where he's going, is wide receiver eight taken off the board right now. Justin Jefferson, eighty-eight catches for fourteen hundred yards. Yeah, that's really insane. Um, 
I mean, wide receiver. I, the thing with me and like top tier wide receivers is I always feel like you can just throw a bunch of guys in. I don't know who's behind him. Like Ridley, are they putting him ahead of Ridley, or is Ridley ahead of him? Ridley is most definitely ahead of him. I think Ridley's going as like the wide receiver five or six. What about um, what about Metcalf? Like Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas and Metcalf are going behind him. Oh, I would take him ahead of my, Michael Thomas for a sophomore player. <clears throat> Sophomore player. I feel like with wide receivers, it's different. Though. And Cousins just throws to two guys. No Kyle Rudolph. My God, the targets are everywhere. I'm worried that, like I was saying with Cam Akers and the Rams <clears throat> offense, and them just layering what they did last year as an offensive unit into this year, the Vikings were faced with a lot of deficits last year because their corners were awful. Yeah, they were bad. And their defensive backs were awful. They were down. They were down early, and they had yeah. to throw the ball to like keep staying in the games. They focused a lot of their salary cap on the defense this year. Thielen was hurt for a time period. I can think of a couple touchdowns that Jefferson had off the top of my head where it was kind of lucky as far as them turning out. He had one where he he fought for a ball with a guy on the sideline about near the 10-yard line and then was able to escape off some poor tackling to waltz into the end zone. Another one against Atlanta. He caught the ball on a slant route and barely reached that thing over. You take those two touchdowns away, and then you pull back the curtain a little bit on what their their pass rush attack might look like if they're not as pass heavy, yeah. not as deficit heavy. Is that yardage needed? Something I find interesting is Adam Thielen's going at 16. What makes me think that Jeff, Jefferson's definitely going to be that much better than Adam Thielen? Right. A lot of clamor. Like, he's so good. He's so elite. He's such a good, like, route runner and everything. Okay, but... Why does he demand targets more than Adam Thielen? I mean, I'm definitely it's still going to be solid, but yeah, wide receiver eight is I wouldn't I wouldn't take him there for sure. I, it's definitely a little high. I mean, I want Scary Terry over him. Seems like a bit of a ceiling draft spot, and I, yeah. the stars just kind of aligned for him last year, and I'm not all that convinced he's like this outlier kind of player. Oh, I will say it's going to be a lot hard or really hard for him to improve on last year. We got ADP opportunities. Uh, Michael Thomas at ADP. 32 i don't agree with this one no 32 what what is your dissidence with with michael thomas dude? new quarterback the tyson hill effect i mean the only reason he was good is because he got a ton of targets he was hurt a lot he was hurt frequently last year <laughs> there's but there's so many question marks everyone everywhere else dude new quarterback like that you don't have the most accurate quarterback in the league anymore regard regardless of the quarterback the target share this could be a much more run-heavy offense. You really think they want Jameis to throw it up? Honestly, I'm not really sure exactly what they're going to do. Maybe now that they don't have an, a quarterback whose average depth of target is seven yards. Would you take Would you take the Michael Thomas at 32 that was playing with Taysom Hill? Playing with Taysom Hill. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I, I think I still would because he'll still demand a target share that is. He was getting high target nasty. share, but he wasn't scoring that many points still. Like with this type, let's say it this way: there's going to be way less chances for touchdowns. I'm looking at the end of the 2021 season, and I'm seeing uh, Michael Thomas had at least 140 targets and at least 102 catches. And why? Why was everybody overthinking this? The guy should have been drafted beginning of the third round. Not even a question. I'll tell you what: you can have him, and we'll see what happens. All right, <laughs> I'll take him. I'll take him. Uh, and then last but not least, players projected to scale. I see Chris Carson going behind a lot of these guys, including all the second-round running backs that we were talking about earlier. I mean, 
I have a feeling he's going to move up directly to the tail end of those players or even get in the mix with them. I'm just He's going to be hurt in week three, so I, I don't really know. <laughs> Draft him, play him for a, seat, a week, get him out. That's, that's what I'll do. But yeah, just just that RB pressure, it seems to mount once drafting. That's comes true, around. yeah. Running backs just keep pushing up. Yeah. Right. They do they too tend to get forced up. And then yeah, it's just interesting once uh the first couple rounds go by, who are people actually gonna like either reach on in the third round, potentially the fourth round, but who are they gonna reach oh. on in the third round to just to just put their RB anxiety to bed? You know I'll be reaching. You know it. That is my game. <laughs> Reach. Uh, outside of running backs, I could see Jalen Hurts moving up too as we get closer and closer and closer. I'll tell you what, based on my knowledge, Philly fans, I feel like are skeptical. I know you're a Philly fan, but I'm talking about Philly fans in Philly. Skeptical. They should be. I mean, everybody should be about him. But in terms of fantasy, and if it's like this is more or less a rebuild year, and they're they're trying to figure out if they like this guy, this second this second round pick. And he could just get 17 games. No question. Joe Flacco, are you serious? Are you talking about a quarterback that's won the Super Bowl? Oh, man, that game that he filled in last year. <laughs> God, he's terrible. He's so bad. How did he, he win the Super Bowl? He hiked the ball, took a two-step drop back, threw it out of bounds. <laughs> Literally every play. <laughs> he's like, go ahead. <laughs> that's great. Uh, and last player I got here is I think Chris Godwin could I'm not gonna slide do this a little bit in the draft. Do it again with you. You're crazy. It bugs me. I, it bugs me how little you respect this it's guy. It's not that you don't respect him. There's just a ton of options on the team. Gio Bernard is there now. Dude, that's all the touches. I see Mike Evans already, uh, already being drafted before Chris Godwin. That's crazy. I just, I... Crazy. Too many options. I can't be fighting with three guys for my wide receiver to score. Here's what I do: I draft Godwin and Evans, put them both in my lineup, and then I'll just be fine. I'll get some touchdowns. Could be a great strat. Antonio Brown, the flex. But seriously, like Chris Godwin is falling all the way to like the fifth round. It just depends if you're hype on him like you are, which. Yeah, I'm just saying there are there are like a handful of names like DJ Moore, Keenan Allen, Kenny Galladay, Kenny Galladay. Uh, I would still take yeah, Keenan would, Allen over him for sure. I would take Edwin over to Michael Thomas. What? Oh, dude. Oh my gosh, dude! I can't believe that you're down on Michael Thomas, man. He he demands targets. You think yes. you think Jameis wants to throw it short? No way. I could see Godwin sliding below a couple of those guys, and uh, I'd be happy. Ecstatic. Either way, scoop him I'll up. tell you right now. Thielen. Thielen is another guy going right behind him. Yeah. yeah it's in- I like Thielen, too. But I'll tell you right now, I'm going to be tinkering with my ADP board. You should be. You know what they say. What what the hell did he no, talk no. about? <laughs> what the hell did he talk about? No, he talked about what did he talk? He talked about. Uh, I didn't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> quick, listen to it real quick. No, no, no. I, I I remember this. Hold on, let me think. Let me I think. told him to talk about either like line. Wait, 
Brandon Jacobs. That's right. He talked about, yeah, he talked about Brandon Jacobs. Just making sure we're on the same page. I have a different definition of Cape Cod than other people. <laughs> Somewhere else completely. Honestly, any cape that I can find. With cod? Yeah, with a couple fish. They don't even out. have to be cod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Payton's smart, dude, and he knows that you can't go broke making a dollar. You could definitely go big. Make it a problem. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! What, what am I saying? I'm like, what I'm like, saying? God, I don't know about, if you know about the economy right now, but a dollar, a, a dollar's not going to do it for you. <laughs> I was like, what can I buy with a dollar? 